so after putting it out in the universe that at least we said something ahead of time, even though we didn't ask permission to decorate the studio ahead of time, AJ McCall on VFX, and thinking producer Butters was excited about it, is going to take part. The decoration yesterday was received eh. underwhelmingly. Yeah, it was kind of like, meh. AJ McCall on VFX, thinking producer Butters was going to be part of it. He, maybe strategically, mm-hmm. trying to put himself in a position, magically was like, you know what, I'm coming in late today. Yeah. I can't help but to think that that was uh, done strategically. But overall, so many people walked through the hallways and the response was, whatever. Yeah. They were like, wow, there's decorations up. And I was like, yeah, you can come see them? No. Oh, okay. Now, to be honest with you, yesterday we were talking about how we hadn't asked it. I didn't think we were actually going to get in trouble. But I thought someone actually might say something because for the life of me, in the now almost five exact years that I've been here, I don't remember anyone really doing anything to their studio for Christmas time. Now, we've done pranks. For sure. So studios have definitely been messed with, and there's been stuff that's put up and stuff gradually hangs up as personalities develop in the building or whatever, but nothing like this. And I thought for sure somebody would say something, and instead it was just like, it was like, it was like... (laughs) It's like people walked by and we were the crazy people on the subway and they're like, just don't make eye contact. That was it. Yeah. Just don't and make I, eye contact. I feel like that's majority of the time, that's still the the general overview of us. Yeah. With people throughout the building. I feel like that's I feel like this nothing has really changed. They're just like, oh, that was crazy cans. Okay. There's only a couple of other people really within the vicinity of here who I think decorate. Holiday wise, that makes that makes a good raises a good point. Is how many people in the building you think decorate their own homes? Oh, everybody. Yeah. Well, minus like one, but I think most everybody does. I feel like a super Grinch this year. I'm not going to be decorating my home, but I have you know the studio. I went all out here, so. Uh, if you follow AJ and McCall on Instagram, we will get you the. Uh, oh, we'll do a behind the scenes behind tour. the scenes look, so you can see how it turned out. I think it turned out really well. Of course, we did you. some uh, filming and stuff yesterday, so you'll see it a bunch as well. But suggest you follow AJ McCall. But overall, nobody, nobody in trouble. I gotta be honest. The one I was hoping for to see it was the 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 top of the bosses, the owner, owner, and he was here, and I don't think he made his way at all in mm-hmm. this direction. Well, you know, they're still today. We gotta get the, the engineers were nice enough to tape up that corner. That's really nice. We gotta tape this gotta other corner. Tape up that corner. The corners with lights right now. Like we said, you gotta see the the behind the scenes with the AJ McCall page. But like, for some reason, the corner lights do not want to stay attached. Mm. So the interesting thing is, unless unless someone took it upon themselves to uh, start the holiday spirit before I got here, these were left on. I left them on. I was curious to see if anybody would oh, unplug shoot. them or say anything. Okay. So it raises the question, when it comes to your holiday lights, it comes to your holiday decorations, when do you turn them off? <laughs> because a uh, couple that I know, mutually kind of friends with both of them, um, has is having this exact discussion mm-hmm. in their household right now. When is the cutoff to unplug the lights? At what point does it not matter if they're on or not because nobody's actually going to see them? Okay, so maybe leaving the Christmas lights on all day the first day maybe is a bit over the top. It is. (laughs) AJ McCall on VFX. But, I mean, look, I'm not necessarily disagreeing, but also, also, at the same time, when there's no other Christmas spirit in the building, we got to kind of carry the load here. (sighs) It's 
a little tough. Have so, to carry that weight. So, so our joking aside, and maybe this will shed light, though. Obviously, this is with a house. Here's the deal. So I was talking to this couple that I kind of met at the same time, so I'm just mutually friends with both mm-hmm. of them. There's a disagreement in their home. Okay. So uh, I was talking to the husband because he's frustrated because wife wants the lights to run from 5 to 5, 5P, 5A. Okay. And he says, I don't get it. Is Why are they on after midnight? Outside or inside? Outside. That's the question. Outside. Okay. And he said, I don't get why we got them on after midnight. No one's driving by at 2 a.m. and going, wow. They're not. And I was like, makes sense to me, bro. Yeah. Now, that being said, he said he has a coworker who's having basically the exact same argument. They do theirs 3 to 4.30 because she gets up early and she, basically she flips them off when she leaves and that's why it's 4.30 in the morning. I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense, but it's still the same argument of midnight. Now, like if if she's going to if she getting up at four thirty, she's probably pulling them a call schedule. She's in bed by minimum three forty five. I'm like, you turn them off then. Eh, okay, now you got to sort something out because you can't be like necessarily when I'm flipping them off at bed because yes, that's the convenient. I don't know. What, what do you think? Um. So when we had our lights for you know. The holidays and whatever while we were living in Vernal, we had them all set up outside and we had them on a timer that was, um, I want to say they kicked on at like 4.30 or 5 p.m. whenever it started to kind of get dark. And 2.45. Then, <laughs> 2.45, correct. <laughs> so then uh, they would flip off at like, I don't know, 10 I feel like Nine, that's good. It's, it was like 9.30 or 10 p.m., but it's also like my window was right there. So Oh, yeah, that would drive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we would turn them off what? then, and then it didn't really matter because in the middle of the day, why would I have my lights on? Like, yeah, well, at least at least till, I don't know, next week, maybe up at each week. We have the, we've had this discussion with Christmas music in the building, like mm-hmm. ramping it up, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I don't know when people start going to drive around to appreciate lights in the neighborhood. Maybe it starts now. I feel like you got to give it maybe another week or so. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Ultimately, I guess, let's see, this decision is more important because obviously they pay the electric bill. Home in the building, we don't pay for it. So you know, I'm, I'm, I came back yesterday. I was like, am I turning them off? Nope. Leave them on. Walk right back out. Oh, gosh. We got to let the impact, got to let it resonate, got to let it brew a little. We're going to have to turn the one off on the tree, though, so it doesn't let dry out. No, I don't know if you heard this or not, but that's a real tree. You got to water it. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) How many percentage, we'll probably have to get to this, just out of curiosity. We're actually talking about number of Christmas trees a little bit later Mm -hmm. this morning. How many Christmas trees do you think in America, percentage-wise, of all the Christmas trees everybody got in their home, real? 50-50, 60-40? Real fake. Because, like, so many people yesterday were like, There's not, that's not real. I, I don't like, know. I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> I feel like more people get not, I don't know. I feel like more people get not real, and then. Because the pine needles, right? Yeah. And then as, and the as the days go on, the more people I talk to, the more are like, oh, I got to go get my tree. And I'm like, oh, for real? I bet Utah is a higher percentage of real trees versus yeah. the rest of the country. I would agree. I think that's the case. I would agree with so that. So many people are like, that's not a real tree. That's and not real. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it is, man. It is. Do you smell that? I didn't put air fresheners in it. I didn't. It's a real tree. Correct. So figured that the easy way to start with the topic of Christmas movies, because it's only going to get harder and harder, is to go with three no-doubters, right? What is your top three no-doubt Christmas movies? You know, the Frosties, the Home Alones, et cetera. And what McCall said was, 
or excuse me, what McCall heard was <laughs> make it as difficult as possible to have this conversation and then pick seven movies. Yep. And that's exactly what she did. Yep. Now we could argue all day about whether uh, Harry Potter, Die Hard, The Nightmare Before Christmas, or as I saw on Cruzy's list, Batman Returns or Christmas movies. <laughs> okay. And maybe we will. AJ and McCall at VFX. But let's just start with a good baseline. Huh? Okay. Okay. Which is very simply, what are the top three Christmas movies? Forever and ever, amen, or just for like me? For you. Um, I mean, because ultimately, whatever they are for me, like, come on, trendsetter. I mean, oh, okay. I mean, I feel like. <laughs> AJ and McCall at VFX. For my own self, I really like the old claymation movies a ton. They are classic. I mean, they're classic. So, um, one of my favorites, I, I really like Frosty. I know Frosty's not claymation, but it's one Three. of the old animations. <laughs> I Sorry. Really, I just love, I like, you but, said all the, I love the claymations. Animated movie, number three. No, I like, I like, I like Frosty, <laughs> but I, I gotta say, I gotta say the, it was a tough choice for my number three, but overall the winning one had to be a uh, year without a Santa Claus. Okay. Okay. So that's number three. I Is think. that the one with the misers? Yes. Okay. Snow miser and heat miser. Love it. Love it so much. Um, I also really like, we consider Love Actually a Christmas movie, right? Oh, gosh. Okay. Look, I, Look, I set it up to watch... by saying we weren't going to debate these questions. No, I was just you're wondering. Like, right, let's do it. That one, no, that one's just one that I like watching during like <laughs> holiday season to like wrap presents to or whatever. Um. <laughs> Okay, so if we're not doing that, then I guess we can just do Polar Express. I guess I'll just settle for Polar Express. Two quick things. Sorry, lied. Three quick things. One, gotta love the... I love the claymations. Number three, animated. Uh, No, number three ended up being... Because I'm pretty sure that the... That's that's what I'm saying, is that... Because I'm pretty sure You're Without a Santa Claus is a claymation. That one, yes. Yeah. And so I was like, I love the claymations. I gotta go with Rudolph, but actually, I'm I'm going back or uh, whatever. I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. I'm barely here. It's like Tuesday, and I feel like it's not. I feel like it's Friday. So I didn't go with any cartoon. I gotta go with Elf too. So, Abby, you pick like seven movies. Well, you told me that I couldn't do Love Actually. And you were like, I guess so Polar I, Express. I which, guess the Polar which, Express. Which was going to be one of my points, too. And one then, of the favorite movies in Utah. And McCall's like, yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I guess. But so I got I got A Year Without a Santa Claus, Polar Express, and Elf. Those are my three movies. All right. Frosty, get out of here. Yeah. You're number four <laughs> or five, I guess. Because I had to pick the Polar Express. Because AJ no, said I couldn't pick no, Love Actually. I didn't say you had to pick the ball. I didn't say you had to pick anything. I, I'm pretty sure if you run the tape back, you said you have to pick the Polar Express. And I was like, <laughs> fine. I would I suggest guess. you don't crap on a movie that we found out yesterday is one of the state's favorite Christmas Dude, movies. I like that movie. Along with every other Christmas movie because Utah picked five. <laughs> Hello. Remember how you were like, why did you just pick five movies? Because... I'm born and raised here. Hello? Born, bred, and corn-fed in Utah. <laughs> this is classic McCall. Like, we play, like, would you rather wins, and she goes, okay, the rules are established. You pick one or the other. Okay, oh. great, but I'm going to manipulate them so I get exactly what I want. <laughs> pick the top three. Got it, AJ. Here's seven. Here's seven. <laughs> top three. Jingle all the way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's awesome. Who didn't want a Turbo Man doll? Just, if you haven't watched it, just try it. Okay. I'll try uh, it. Two, Home Alone 2, but you got to watch both, but I love the second one more. Okay. Lost in New York. And uh, number one, Jim Carrey's The Grinch. 
It's not <gasps> even debatable. Oh my gosh, how did I miss that? You're one? a terrible person. That one's got to be in the top two. That one's number two. That one's n- no, it's number get one. The, it's the best one. Get the heck out of here, Polar it Express. Is, it is the most. <laughs> <laughs> it is the. Okay, I said we weren't going to get mad because we were going to debate the movies that everybody's like, no, this isn't a Christmas movie. Yes, it is a Christmas movie. And then McCall's like, you know what? Bet. Here we go. <laughs> well, okay, I've changed my mind. We got seven times. We got Year Without a Santa Claus. Okay, well, now, now it's Year Without a Santa Claus, Frosty the Snowman, Polar Express, <laughs> The Grinch. Love Actually. Love Actually. Die Hard 2. Not Die Hard. And then uh, oh uh, Elf. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> the answer is yes. What's my favorite Christmas movie? You got it. <laughs> the premise was simple. Pick your top three favorite Christmas movies that there's no debate about. McCall was like, there's some gray space I could still work in here. There's so much gray space. Oh my gosh. Glutton for punishment because definitely going to go back to this well later this morning. Except oh, yeah. it's not going to be as clear cut as, hey, let's pick the three no doubters. Yeah. So with that ambiguity, amb- ambiguity, excuse me. Wow. Means that uh, I'm going to have a headache before the day is through. Definitely. Glorious. Definitely. (laughs) Two stories. One is from Florida. One is not. Both are dumb. Correct. You would think after years and years of experience playing Florida, not that you're like, AJ knows inside and out Florida like the back of his hand. No, not really. It's a dumb luck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's actually kind of impressive. Every single time I'm like, wow. Way to go, AJ. You did a great job. I'm just saying, when you have a guy flamethrowing a car and then another guy just headbutting people at a bowling alley, you kind of take the guy that's flamethrowing the car. Yeah. I'm not saying the guy headbutting people at the bowling alley is not stupid, but I mean, what's going on there? Right. Really, I just want to, yeah. You go with dumb, age, alligators, and dumb. (laughs) Three rules. The three A's of Florida or not. I mean, yeah. I I would say that's probably a safe bet. (laughs) Age, alligators, and a dumb. And uh, dumb. That's right. It's like we're missing it. We're missing an A here. It's like reading, writing, arithmetic, the three R's of education. Yes. Wait a second. Hold on a second. You're setting me up for failure already. AJ McCall on VFX. All right. So there's two stories. One is Florida. One is not. It's like a bad riddle you never wake up from. That's great. (laughs) I am ready for the headlines, please. Okay. So our general consensus today has to do with food. Yesterday was flamethrowers. Maybe that was the day before. I don't remember. <laughs> Today is food. Food, okay. So we've got headline one. Guy broke into a Wendy's, cooked himself a burger, stole a safe. And then uh, headline number two. Uh, Waffle House cook was cooking something, um, something and selling it from the kitchen. It's meth. He was cooking meth. Oh, my God. So Griddle's going, picking out the stuff out of the fryer, then turn it over and be like, oh, no, oh, it's not one. done yet. My bad. <laughs> Walking in like, man, it's too soon, everything. Pancakes are spicy. <laughs> there you go. Two crazy stories. One of them's from Florida. Figure it out. Good luck. I love this Waffle House. They put rock candy on the pancakes. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, so that's, okay. Full disclosure. I have never cooked meth before. <laughs> All I know, right. right? Shocker. It's, it's got a smell, right? It has to. It has to give off some kind of odor. I would assume so. I watched Breaking Bad. They wear masks. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, all right, yeah, fumes, something. Somebody's got to get passed out. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's properly aerated necessarily. The kitchen, I, I, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I just feel like if someone was cooking meth in the general vicinity of the place you work, unless you're just like, I just mind my business, you would know something, right? You'd have to. Yeah. 
AJ McCall on VFX. I don't think if anybody here starts cooking up meth in the break room, everybody's going to be like, eh, they, you know what? I don't know what it is. It's just a funny smell. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, somebody puts broccoli in the in the exactly. microwave and it's like, we have to burn this whole building down. This is disgusting. AJ McCall on VFX. It's Florida. No, I'm not saying I'm definitely picking story number two. I'm just saying I'm definitely leaning story number two. Full stories, please. Okay, story number one. Some guy broke into a Wendy's last week. Right. And then stole the safe. But right. before he did it, he thought, mm, I'm hungry. Better get some grub. So he cooked himself a burger. Right? I mean. You're in the right vicinity for it. As I've famously heard on their commercials, it's fresh, never frozen beef. So It's true, but here's the thing, right? I'm, I'm watching, I'm looking at this, these pictures on this post, and like he had to get the whole... The whole grill setup turned on. That seems not worth it. I mean, yeah, because you got to sit down, you got to get it set up. Like the reason is I, he wearing shoes? The reason yeah, I go okay, out to he's Wendy's. He's got flip flops on. Got the it. Reason I go out to Wendy's is because I don't want to cook or it's on the way. It's a dangerous environment to be wearing flip flops, sir. That's true. How dare you? Anyway, um, <laughs> as far as I am aware, well, the lights here. are the lights are on. It looks like <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe nobody was there. Look, I, I got nothing know. to get Wendy's burgers either, but if I'm going to Wendy's, I'm getting chicken. I would assume if you said broke in, that means that they had to have been closed yes. because he smashed a window. Yeah, they were closed. So anyway, then he stole a safe after he cooked himself a burger because he was, you know, hungry. So he got arrested. There's story one. Then <laughs> we got story two, 31-year-old Waffle House cook was busted um, for selling meth from the kitchen. Sorry, he wasn't cooking. My bad. He oh, was well, a cook see, there. Um, but he was charged with sale and delivery and possession and stuff. So, you know, he, he did it while he was quote, standing next to the grill. (laughs) People come in with the secret code word. It just goes out. He's like, it's under the waffles. He, he, it's under the waffles. He admitted to the police that he was selling it at work, but quote, not every day. (laughs) Oh, okay. In that case. My bad. (laughs) Jesus. You ever seen uh, Weeds? Yeah. yeah, it's the name of the show. Yeah. It's like when that kid opens that shop with it's a. I don't want to get into it because like it's Utah, a whole you thing. just ain't gonna like it. But the the son opens the right. sandwich shop. Right. So like, can I get that with extra cheese? Oh, I got you. Oh, bingo. <laughs> so there you go. Two crazy stories. See now I'm less sure because I wanted to do the dude cooking it because I just again. There's how how like I feel like everybody has to be implicated because like how do you ignore that? That being said, him selling it, okay, so Waffle House still. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I'm let I'm less positive about it now because he's not cooking anymore. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Waffle House guy. It's not that guy. I'm sorry. That happened in Tennessee. Oh, that's. Not basically Florida. It's close. Yeah. It's not basically Florida at all, but yes. So I'm sorry. Yeah, it should have should have known it was the Florida guy. Again, going back, like if you break into a fast food restaurant to steal, that's one thing. Like, don't do that, obviously. But again, who breaks in and goes, I'm gonna make my own food. I'm hungry. You sociopath. It would have made more sense if it was he had broken into a Wendy's and then hit the drive through in the Burger King next door. Yes. That would have made way more sense. Yeah. Florida not with AJ McCall on VFX. All right, McCall. Yep. Holiday season, one of the great things about it, one of the things that sets it apart individually, right, is the smells. Right. Like, ironically, we get into this conversation every year, right? You got the pumpkin spice, the peppermint, right? That's part of Christmas and Halloween. Mm -hmm. But, but Christmas about to go to a whole new level 
because you can get a special wine that's going on sale tomorrow and really set the mood with a special log from, ironically enough, a fast food restaurant. Mm, No. Now imagine you come home, Christmas break, you finally got some time off of work. Come home, your significant other sitting by the fireplace that you definitely have. AJ right. McCall at VFX. There's something you smell in the air, and it's, it smells familiar, but you can't place your fingers on it. You're a little weirded out because you don't know what it is, and you sit down, and they they greet you, and they say sweet nothings to you, and they hand you a glass, and you drink it, and it's a wine, and you're like, okay, this tastes familiar too. What is going on? And the mood is set because it was KFC's 11 Spices and Herbs Logs burning Gosh, on the fireplace. It. Are they there again? Official Oreo-flavored wine that you're sipping on. This is weird. <laughs> I don't like this. The so, mood is set, McCall! So hold on a second. Because last year, those Yule Logs were so dang popular, they sold out in like two minutes. Yes. So uh, when do they go on sale? Because I feel as if I must have one. Apparently, they're available exclusively at Walmart.com. That's... Dumb. Why wouldn't they be at KFC.com? I'm sorry. Utilize your own website. <laughs> I'm I'm just, I'm trying to understand here. It also comes with the warning, obviously, A, flammable. Weird. B, not actually fried chicken. Strange. Good I, news, right? I guess I shouldn't eat it when it's on fire. So that one's not new, as McCall said, but you know, you got to set the mood for the Christmas Christmas romance with the 11 herbs and spices in the air. Yeah, nothing nothing says romance like KFC. And this caption, love it, my favorite, starting off the story. Here's the newest thing that probably shouldn't exist but does. Official Oreo-flavored wine goes on sale tomorrow for a limited time. So they teamed up with Barefoot Wines to create a red wine with notes of cookies and cream with chocolate. Called Barefoot Oreo Thins Red Blend. That is a mouthful. You can do better than that. Check this out. In my limited experience with wine drinking, very limited, okay, we got box and then I turned my teeth black this weekend from the wine in a cast iron pan that I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to do, but I did it nonetheless. <laughs> the only way up is up. Only <laughs> <laughs> direction to when go. When people say hints of. Hints of, yes. It's the same thing as sparkling water, like aha or bubbly or LaCroix, right? It's in the I, other room <laughs> saying Oreos here. It's it's not actually there. You I, have to imagine I, with your brain like, mm, yes, I, this tastes like Oreos. That's what I get. I'm out. Okay. And my more extensive wine drinking experience, sometimes yes, all the time, no. Most times. That being said, barefoot, no, yeah. no disrespect, but like not great. And so I'd imagine it's going to be a stronger flavor of cookies and cream. The weird thing is making it a red wine yeah. because red wines are generally drier wines right? as opposed to like Rieslings, which are white, and those are like candy. That blows me away that yeah, it's a red I'm, wine. So like clearly whoever put this concoction together was like, no idea, bro. Let's right. just put cookies in wine. No idea. Make it sparkling. But they're going to sell it till it sells out. If you're interested, though, you can't have it delivered to Utah because this state is stupid. Oh. <laughs> Barefootwine.com backslash Oreo Thins. I'm going to look it up. How much is it? 25 bucks, two bottles. Oh. It's a good deal. Yeah, that's really not bad. But Utah does this thing where it's like, hey, no. Oreos. Search. <laughs> Search. McCall's going to try and hack the mainframe here and game the system. This, I'm sorry. This box, the packaging... 
is awesome. Awful. No, look, McCall, we're setting the mood here. No, look, this is terrible. There's nothing. There's no denying. You got Christmas music in the air. You know, Lady Gaga's Christmas tree. Look, there's with the lemon herbs and spices floating in the air and and cookies in your wine glass. You're good to go. There's so much better packaging that could have been done on this. So much. I looked. At does it, it come so with? Does it come with the cookies? Oh, they should, but I'm gonna say no. That's stupid. <laughs> yes. That's dumb. That's that did not deal breaker. That was the deal breaker from a call. I ordered your wine and it didn't come. This bottle's it's, stupid looking. I told you <laughs> it's Oreo thins too. Not even like Oreo Oreos. Could they just lie and say mega stuffed? But I know Oreo mega stuffed wine. Right, it would have been like wow. Well, I delicious. mean, look, the name is Barefoot Oreo Thins Red Blend. It's just it's not it's not it's catchy. a mouthful. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It's not a thin. It's not a thin. Can you just, like, who cares Title. if it's thin? Just call it Barefoot Oreo Wine. What? I, uh, Bow. Boom. Done. I'm sorry. The packaging is just, I can't get over it. Okay. So. This is the most, like, dumb looking dumb. package they, I've ever seen. They're hoping that it's just going to, for gags, it's going to work. Okay. So, uh, look, I don't want to say a miracle, but have you ever <laughs> ordered clothes online? Yeah. It's an adventure. It is. Now, Look, as a, as a man, I will defer to the fact that women's clothing is an unmitigated nightmare. Correct. That being said, when it comes to ordering pants for fellas, there's two sizes you need. I somehow managed to get the right size of pants with one number. That doesn't oh. make any sense whatsoever. That's impressive. First, scale of 1 to 10, McCall, how good an idea is it to go to an Adele concert and propose to your significant other and then listen to her sing about divorce for an hour? Oh, yikes. I know. That's so bad. Somebody did that because they're stupid. Oh, no. Like, you want to place the dumbest omen ever on your proposal? Yep. Idiot. I'm going to claim ignorance, but when you order or buy women pants, do you need waist and length? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, but no. But no. Okay. Most, mostly when you buy women's pants, here's how it goes. <laughs> you buy waist. By waist. Right? Whatever you get lengthwise, that's what you get. Okay. AJ McCod VFX. Trust me, my legs are a bajillion years long. I got you. I got you. I feel it's this awful. on a spiritual level because I am a bigger dude and my legs don't normally match the uh, waist waist size. So uh -huh. like, I feel like either I get way too short or way too long, right? Yeah. So so here's here's the crazy thing. So I've talked about this before. I'll never order clothes offline besides like your generic stuff. Like dudes can trust mostly hoodies and t-shirts because like dude sizes are universal sure. sizes. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. It's dumb. I get it. I get I, I'm so angry. I'm with you. But I but but I needed some jeans and PacSun was having a sale for Black Friday that they continued for two weeks and they were like, oh, it's limited time. They just kept changing the name. Right. It's great. Um, Supposedly it finally ended last night, but I wouldn't believe it. But I was like, I need to get some new jeans. So I went to order, and I know my my waist size and my leg length. And Paxson was like, all right, give us your waist size. And I put it in, and it goes, okay, cool, here's your jeans. And I go, wait, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't you guys need that second number? And they go, so I reset. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me, let me pick a different pair here because I'm uncomfortable because I don't want them to be way too long because then you just shred the back of your jeans and you just ruin your jeans. I, I'm sorry. I can't relate because I can never find long enough freaking jeans. Okay. Well, you're on because the, this you're is on a the problem. opposite side. You're on the opposite, but the point's still the same, right? You want the you you got to get the leg length in. I mean, it would be nice. That okay. would be nice. So, it doesn't exist. So, it doesn't exist for women's pants. So I, I type it in again. I go, all right, waist size. And, and Pakistan goes, all right, say less. We got you. And so finally I cave. I'm like, all right, it's buy one, get one. Supposedly PacSun has this magically figured out 
Okay, right. send me my jeans based just on my waist size. These are perfect fitting jeans in terms of waist and length, and I have no idea how they did the switchcraft. I, am, I don't know how they did it. I am so happy for you. The sarcasm is heavy. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying it's a minor miracle that they were like, we need one number, and they nailed I One trade-off, though, and I don't know if this is all packs. I don't know packs of chains. I don't have a zipper. I got five buttons, and I hate it. It's like a Levi's thing. It's stupid. Like Levi's. It is so dumb. Like the brand. Like Levi Strauss, right? Levi. Levi's. It's like being stuck in a mini romper. <laughs> yeah. Telling producer Butters yesterday, I was like, if I if I really have to go, like, it's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> These, there's too many buttons. I'm telling you, it's, it's, yeah. It's uncomfortable. And then producer Butters, because he's an old man, gave me the... Those well, are new jeans. He goes, These, those are new jeans because it's got this stuff. And I go, yeah. And he goes, you paid for them to be ripped. Those are new. And I said, yeah. And he goes, not my style. <laughs> That's why they're not on your body. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Jeez. That's always my favorite. <laughs> oh, man. Look, okay. I'm really happy that you ended up getting You're nice clearly jeans. not. I am. I think it's great. I wish this functionality was available for everybody because it's just not, okay? I know that you can order before we go on because people are like, well, there's places you can order it. Great. I'm not looking to spend $300 on a pair of pants. I'm not looking to spend $150 on a pair of pants. Jeans. If I want to be able to have the functionality and have my pants fit, <laughs> just, is that like... Anyway, look, look Call's asking for the just unimaginable. I know. Never achievable. Can just size large be size large across the board? My favorite is or when they're like, here's your here's your measuring details. Right. And they'll be like hips, whatever, 29 inches or something. Right. And you get it. And it's actually for like 26 inches. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's what I said. That's that's it. It and the thing that gets me is that it's always like you buy them from one consistent place. Like if I were to go to American Eagle or something, you buy them. It's the same size, but it's not. It never never matches. What are these jeans for ants? It's stupid. <laughs> Dumbest thing I've ever seen. You know what else is stupid? Is terrible hacks. <laughs> Okay, you know what else is? Else is a stupid. I don't know how to add that. Add to that. Sorry. It's Park Narts. Yes. So now we've made it through two of four regions. Now you still have time to vote for the second region, but the first one has gone final. So we've worked our way down from eight to four on that one, and we will review some of the winners we've got thus far as we get ready for region number three. We have our first upset already of the Park Narks Grand Tournament. Oh. So in uh, the first region. Okay. Which is, uh, was it Wrong our Way? Is that what we called it? very first one, no, our first region, we had the stripey, or the double parking, and then the Wrong Direction. Wrong Direction, Were the sorry. two. Wrong second. Direction was yesterday. So, second. So, it's not done yet, because the poll, I think, is open briefly. Maybe we got like half, mm, it, maybe 15 minutes left on it's, it. It's running out. But uh, I, I will report this, because it's a significant vote. So, uh, one of the ones I thought was a favorite, I don't know if everybody remembers, there was the Honda... I want to say Accord, I believe is what that is, Civic sure. or something. Whatever. But it was, it's was it got the stop sign in the back, so it looks like it just parked in the middle of the road. Right. I thought for sure that one was one that was going to run a while. It is it's solid losing margin right now to that stupid Pontiac, um, whatever that sports car is. I'm blanking. It's a Corvette. Yeah, whatever. That. 
Um, I was going to say Pontiac you. Firebird, whatever. Uh, with its two doors open, Batmobile ended up in the parking lot. See, and I thought that one was going to win. That's a tough matchup. I thought for sure that the, the park in the middle of the road was going to run for a while. Now, if you don't know what the heck we're talking about, it's because you haven't gone to Utah's VFX Instagram story. <laughs> and major votes count as far as park narcs goes. AJ, are you okay, buddy? I'm just getting choked up with how competitive this is. <laughs> um, yeah, what McCall said. So... Region one closed in terms of the opening round of voting. So we worked from eight down to four. Yep. Region two is going to end shortly. So there's still time to get your votes in. And then today we start voting on region three. So we had double parking. We had wrong direction. Yep. And now we have stripey rectangle, stripey, which is no surprise because yeah. that was a consistent theme throughout. Yep. Park narcs in 2021. Yep. So again, there will be four pairs, eight that it's the opening round of the bracket. They're paired off. You vote for the one that annoys you the most between the two. You know, typical park narc stuff. We'll narrow it down to four. After today, well, after this region closes tomorrow morning, in the in terms of the voting on our Instagram story, Utah's VFX, we will be down to third. No, 20. 20. We'll be down to 20 with region four. It's opening round tomorrow. So yep. by Friday, we will be down to our final 16 mm-hmm. with the park narcs grand tournament. Please vote. Utah's VFX on our Instagram story. If you see park narcs, if you see terrible parking, submit them for 2022. People are still sending those in. We very much appreciate it. It will go again because, of course, we got to have a tournament in 2022 because we got to have awful nominees. That's right. So please and thank you. Um, Not done with our Instagram story because, of course, Would You Rather Wednesday means we get to play and we'll get to that. And as punishment for bringing us this cold weather, the I McCall Taylor. I didn't do it. With her constant wishing and wishing and wishing. Now we'll get her wish because in Would You Rather Wednesday, you have the option to go snowboarding. Oh, sweet. Well, technically, you have the option to go snowboarding. You don't actually make it up to the top of the mountain. Oh, I don't like that. And that is why it is a difficult choice in Would You Rather Wednesday. Bad news, you're going to get stuck. You just get to decide where. Darn it. AJ McCall on VFX is punishment for bringing us this cold weather because she's constantly asking Mother Nature for snow. How dare you? So she can go snowboarding. Good news. For Would You Rather Wednesday, I'm going to put you this close to snowboarding. Uh-oh. Problem is you don't make it to the top of the mountain to go down. Ugh. Would you rather be stuck in a ski lift or an elevator? See, we did this one, and in my soul, I was like, Definitely an elevator. It's just warmer. That was what I thought. And then I could take a nap. I mean, I think claustrophobia sets in for a while at some point for somebody, everybody, Mm -hmm. everybody. Uh, But I mean, how long you want to sit there on the piece of metal high in the air? They have the thing is, is that they they're like they have comfortable seating on them. So it's not like super uncomfortable. But, you know, you're in the air and it's windy. That's the worst part about it. Like, How long would you like to be a human kite? Yeah. That's the worst part about it. I love I love snowboarding. I've been really looking forward to it. I'm very, very excited. But I have been thinking about, like, once you get done with your run, you're warm while you're coming down the mountain because you're, you know, exerting body things. And so then you sit down on the lift and it's like, as you sit there, especially like if you go down to like Marge's triple, you sit on the lift and that lift takes, I feel like forever. And then you're halfway up and you're like, wow, I'm really chilly. I would really like to go back to the lodge now. And then you get up to the top. You're like, this is awesome. What was I thinking about? 
Well, bad news. Now you don't make it up. You're stuck halfway through. It's not It's not stuck at the beginning. It's not stuck at the end. That's rude. You're stuck at the part where all of a sudden it's like, hey, is this ski lift supposed to be minimum 200 feet off the ground? Because that's what it feels like mm-hmm. right now. That's where you're stuck. Ugh, I don't like that. In the elevator, let's not make it a small building. Let's make it inconvenient. You have wandered into the big city somewhere. Mm. There's like 50 floors and you're stuck between floor 27 and 28. Yeah, You're not hitting the button and... Getting out of there, you gotta wait. You hear all the shuffling outside, which I feel like is is bad. Like even though it's people, they're like they're trying to figure it out or whatever. It just makes you anxious because you hear True. all these people moving outside. True. And they're trying to shout calming things, even though they have no idea from every movie and safety show I've ever seen. Please stop telling me things. We'll we'll get you out. We're working on it. It's fine. No, like, it doesn't no, sound thank fine. You. No, thank you. So then you're standing there, and then every movement freaks you out because if for whatever reason, maybe there's just a shift in the Earth's gravitational pull or whatever, and the elevator just sure, you're literally like, this is it, it's falling, it's done, the cord snapped, for whatever reason, it's going down. <laughs> Heaven forbid you're stuck in there. See, the ski lift, you know, the benefit of that, even though I'm picking elevator two, the ski lift is you're probably, if you're on it with someone, you're probably stuck with someone you know. The elevator, mm. no, you're stuck with strangers. Yeah, for the most part. And these these strangers are weird strangers. Somebody had garlic and hadn't had a chance to brush their teeth. I hate weird There's strangers. There's one of those people that's like a face talker. They they don't know the the. Oh. They're, they're right there talking right in your personal oh, space. That, literally the worst. Not only that, their opinions are are not fully informed, but they just won't hear otherwise. They just <laughs> I know want to a argue of people like that. Yeah, <laughs> those are the people you're stuck with on the elevator. And those are the people I picked. Look, I'm just going to say, like, oh, they decided to take a nap when they come in and they find them out and passed out on the floor because I just started swinging. That's rude. Look, they, they pushed me to it. No, I just said, okay. look, let's I mean, all take our corner and leave each other alone. Just these these choices. These choices are what's rude. That's not supposed to be easy. <sighs> and frankly, yours is punishment for getting this cold weather. I didn't do it on purpose. Wink. You're right. I didn't do it on purpose by saying, I just want to go snowboarding. I just want to go snowboarding. Snow. See? Again! I just want to go snowboarding. Doubling down. I'm so excited. Would you rather be stuck on a ski lift? Would you rather be stuck in an elevator? I mean, good news is I did get new snowboarding pants and a new snowboarding coat and a new snowboarding. I got all new equipment. I'm very excited. Now McCall's challenging minus, the, the minus, very fact of being stuck. I didn't get a new board or new boots but I got or new bindings, but I got new uh, outerwear. I'm excited about it. All right, McCall says she'd like to be stuck in a ski lift. No, now. I'm just saying I'm, I'm excited. I'm 100% hearing I'm, it. I'm sharing my joy. Utah's VFX on our Instagram story. Vote for the Park Darks Tournament. Vote for Would You Rather Wednesday. Would you rather be stuck in an elevator? Would you rather be stuck on a ski lift? It's Thermo Fisher poll today. Thermo Fisher Scientific and Logan is now hiring for manufacturing technicians across multiple shifts with a starting rate of $15 an hour plus... Shift differentials for off shifts. Visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. You know, ironically enough, the internet heard the fact that McCall was going to go see your hairdresser yesterday, and then the internet said, Hey, AJ, here's a list of things hairstylists wish their clients knew. Oh, good. I and can't s- wait. Since you're so tight with Natasha, I figured, all right, let's ask McCall how many of these things she knew. Okay. My favorite thing about the internet is the fact that it listens to your conversation. It's like that person who you're just having a conversation, like at a work party, and all of a sudden they butt in and just insert themselves in and be like, hey, actually, Ugh, listen here, man. shut up. I hate that. AJ McCall on VFX. McCall went to see her hairstylist yesterday, and the internet was like, hey, by the way, did you know there's a list of things that hairstylists wish that their uh, clients knew? Boy, 
And I said, Do I? Nope, because I still can't talk to him, so why would I care about the other things? That's I funny. conquered the first part. All right, I can't wait. Well, Bring did you know that you're not supposed to cross your legs? Yes, because then your haircut is uneven. It is crooked. Fact. Yeah. I've never heard that before. I don't sit with my legs crossed because I, I feel like it's generally comfortable with the footrest. I don't know why you would. I feel like that's a generally comfortable seating position. No, when you're sitting there for like hours, you get uncomfortable. I'll tell you right now. I but mean, I can understand yes, that's why. fidgety. I got you. Uh, so fidgety. It's I, the worst. I violate this one all the time. I said, don't tell me to cut your hair a certain length, and then we'll go from there. It's like cutting it twice. Yes. I don't know what the answer is to cutting my hair. I never remember. I get three haircuts a year. Yeah. So I say, cut this much, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I thought I thought I was being I thought I was being pleasant because it was very loose guidelines. No, typically the more direct, the better. It's like when you go into a restaurant and the rest and you say, they say, what can I get you? And it's like, oh, well, I mean, what would, what would you, what would you want? Okay. That's great. I'm going to go with something else. It's like that. You're wasting their time. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with easier to work with. No, you turn it. You're wasting their time. You don't value their time. Okay. It has nothing to do with not valuing their time. I don't know the answer to the question either. Well, if you say, I don't know the answer, this is what it is. They'll be more upfront about it instead of, "Eh, we'll cut here and then ballpark. Start here. You say, does that look good? And then I normally panic anyway because I don't want to say no. (laughs) It's great. And I say, yeah, that's fine. And then I leave. And then I'm like, dang it. I wish I got something else. Kinda. Just be upfront with what you want. Pass. I don't know the answer. Okay. Uh, and lastly, I wish clients would keep their eyes closed when I'm washing their hair. It's very uncomfortable when someone's staring straight up your nostrils. Yes. Please don't look up. Please don't look up the nostrils. Also, when people are washing your hair, I know I have friends who are hairstylists that they're like, I know it feels good. Please don't make any noises. Please just stay there. I'm going to be honest. No, just don't just ever don't. do that ever. Just, I know. I know. But it's that, like. That's a given. I feel. I do I always I think I keep my eyes you're uh, weird I'm just gonna assume now now that you're debating it your eyes are open all the time not only your eyes open you keep them more open when you're getting your hair washed than you normally do but it's not like I don't look at her I look up in the distance like off off away I don't look up I'm and I'm here, like I'm trying I'm here you? trying to no. argue technicalities like I just was two minutes ago so no wrong wrong <laughs> how again how dare you how dare you <laughs> Yes, these are all things that I know. I am a glutton for punishment. Ooh. So you're voting for, of course, the Park Marks, Park Narks Tournament. Yep. You're voting for Would You Rather Wednesday. Yep. Get ready, because on Facebook, we're going to have the argument that everyone wants to have every <sighs> Christmas season. Gosh dang it. I want to refresh everyone's memory. Yesterday, the stipulation was list three no-doubt Christmas movies that are your favorite. Right. As in, there's no debate. Right. Frosty. Right. Rudolph. Right. Anything with Santa in it. And McCall said, that's not, I got hold on, hold on. So now when we get, get to the, it. what's your favorite movie that's not a Christmas movie that you think's a Christmas movie, this, I mean, that amb- ambiguity is going to make it so much easier to get through. Before that, though, one of the things that I uh, just love, one of the only things I love about not owning a house is neighborhood peer pressure. Yeah. Doesn't exist when you live in an apartment-ish. Well... One of the very few things that I enjoy about not being a homeowner is neighborhood pressure. Right. Because if there's, well, that in HOAs, got to be honest, that's really bad. One of the things I just enjoy about life in general is not being involved whatsoever with an HOA. Mm -hmm. AJ and McCall on VFX. So my thought was, okay, well, we've talked about this in a lot of capacities. Lawn mowing over the summer, raking leaves over the fall, decorating for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Is there neighborhood peer pressure? Yeah. See, 
I was hoping the answer was yes in this sad, sad world oh. because we decorated in the studio. So all of a sudden the neighbors are like, oh, man, like, got to do something, right? Yeah, I think. So my question is then, if we agree that if you agree that there's neighborhood peer pressure as a homeowner, and we agree that we're putting on neighborhood pressure by decorating the studio and there's a bunch surrounding us. It feels great. <laughs> now you kind of get why people are always mowing their lawns and stuff. You're like, this feels awesome. I'm going to be on it. Well, this one's easy, though. You set it and forget it. It's done. It's a one-time thing. Yep. The real question then is, are you going to decorate the outside of your house? Nope. I have no plan yes, to. Yes, yes, equals nah. Yep. Not at all. If this, is this your wallet? Yeah. It says your name in it. Yep. That means it's your wallet. No. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this then. Without getting you in a position to be in trouble with your neighbors. <laughs> do you feel like your neighborhood, one to ten, scale one to ten in terms of their Christmas, Christmas decorating, how do they do? Pretty well. I feel like for the most part, um, the ones directly next to me on either side don't really do anything. Oh, that helps. Exterior wise. Uh, a couple houses up, they put lights on the outside. They look great. A couple houses down, they put lights on the outside. They look great. Big. I'm being sold on the magical feeling right now. They look oh my great. Gosh, it's so they magic. look great. It's under the sauce. Would you like that better? Uh, no. Wow, what, what I'm hearing so is no, this magical. is worse. That's worse. Uh, what know. I'm hearing is the key is if you don't want to suffer from neighborhood peer pressure, you got to get <laughs> the buffer care. zone going. <laughs> oh, so McCall right. just buried herself between two neighbors who also don't decorate, and then it doesn't carry through. It doesn't reverberate into her house. I don't know what you're talking about. The two people next to me didn't decorate. Yep. So you realize then you should probably just do something small because then you win both ways. No, I'm not gonna do it. You want to know why? Why? I don't want to. Because I took my holiday decorations, and they are currently in the studio. The ones that are around the window, the lights, these are part of the set of lights to go on the outside. Saved you. No, I'm looking at these right now, and I'm thinking, hmm. Underwhelming. Not what I was going to say, but I'm thinking, hmm, I bought three boxes. That is not nearly enough for my entire exterior of my house. Absolutely not. I'm just saying underwhelming, because when I think LED, I think bright, and they were like, nah. I mean, they mostly are like, oh, energy efficient, which is great. I love that. But they also do this thing where when I look at them, it looks like they're flickering, but they're not really flickering. <laughs> but it's like they do this like, bu- I don't know how to explain it. It's like a you buzz. bought three of these strings right here. They were, it was all they had left. It was at the end of the year last year. Like they had them in a, in a box and it was like, oh, hey, we can stock up so then we can decorate next year. And we knew that we were going to have to get more to put them on the exterior of the home, but it's what they had. And it was basically like a buck a box. So I think I'm I off like, of my count, but it, I think those are 30. I believe those are 30. I think it's, I think it's 25 feet is what I think it is the equivalent of. Rough. Uh, okay. I'm a glutton for punishment. Yesterday we did the three, three, no doubt Christmas movies. Yeah. Right? The, right. You, nobody could argue. I was here. Yeah. Santa yeah. Claus, The Grinch, whatever. Right? They're Christmas movies. Right. It, uh, it, it <laughs> didn't go smoothly. It didn't go from point A to point B. No, because I, I, I sort of was like, oh, three, seven. So to get this out of the way, and because apparently I just love torture, <laughs> when you open it up and say, okay, what's your favorite non-Christmas movie you consider a Christmas movie? I mean, what are the ways it could go wrong? It can't. 
The debate that rages every time this year, and I don't think it'll ever be solved for good because some people just won't budge. They won't move their heels and whatever. Yeah. The question is, what non-Christmas movie do you consider a Christmas movie? And see, yesterday, you tried to say no doubt Christmas movies just to get the conversation started and to pick a top three, and then McCall tried to squeeze one in anyway, AJ McCall, for the debate at eight. I got to tell you, though, to start with, so we got a ranker did a list of the top 25 non-Christmas movies people can consider Christmas movies. Okay. And so one of the ones I've seen this year that I apparently had not seen before is Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, that's and I, right. And I was like, why? Why? Listen to this. Listen to this according to ranker. So, of course, for those unfamiliar, right, Johnny Depp plays Edward Scissorhands, a dude who has what? scissor hands. What? Who doesn't fit in because, you know, he has giant scissor hands. That's right? really right? weird. Okay, summing, summing up the movie. Right. Here's the explanation why people think it's a Christmas movie. A big part of people's Christmas is trying to fit in with family, even though you feel like an awkward monster. Oh. Edward gets chased out of town by angry villagers like Frankenstein, but his flight from the materialistic townspeople to the top of his mountain is also like the Grinch's journey in reverse. Also, dude is literally trimming trees for half the movie. I mean, there, uh, there's that. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. But that first That's part so was right like, in the soul. Whoa! Big, wow. So I think we agree. I mean, I can understand it. Copacetic. Look, I'm not I'm not over here to be like, you think that's a Christmas movie? Crap on you. That's the worst thing that's ever happened. Uh, that's I, dumb. That's 100% what I think I heard you say. No. <laughs> I just watched this movie the other day, and I would, no. Die Hard, yes. Rocky Four, no. And I know it takes place on Christmas, but like... I know that no. I know that there's like a lot of people who classify Rocky Four as a Christmas movie. I have never heard I legitimately just watched this movie the other day. It's my favorite Rocky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe Sylvester Stallone into the Cold War. Uh, one that you know, I'm as a Batman fan, one that I've seen come up a lot that I had not pondered mm-hmm. is Batman Returns, but our good friend Chris Cruz. Okay. Yeah. It's number two, I believe, on his favorite Christmas movies list. So mm-hmm. he's like all about it. Okay. Look, look. Tim Burton has now made three, two appearances, and of course, um, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, I'm assuming everybody's going to make the case as well for A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I'm sure which, it'll be there. You know, Tim Burton again. So if you like dark movies on Christmas, Tim Burton's like, say less. Here we are. Say We're gonna do it. less. We're going to do it. Corpse Bride done. <laughs> so what is the non-Christmas movie you consider a Christmas movie that's your favorite? I don't know. Do you consider Love Actually as a Christmas movie? I haven't seen it. I have no idea. Um, I would consider it a Christmas movie because of the timing of it and seeing as like there's a big present on the front of the freaking picture like and it's around Christmas time. See, this this enters, honestly, This uh, now that I'm looking at these, and I, I, I'm i all about Die Hard. Another one that made it, by the way, because the setting is uh, Castaway. Castaway has come up a bunch of oh. stuff. I was Googling. I was like, all right, what do other people Strange. consider non-Christmas Christmas movie? Well, <laughs> he flies out on Christmas, right? Yeah. And then he's got to see, he saves all the packages, and then he finally opens it. And then, look, I, I got to be honest, I, he, he did Wilson dirty. I wouldn't let Wilson go like that. I can't I believe. I know. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Wilson doesn't make it. I know. I, um... I don't know. The one that I've been really surprised about, like Harry Potter for some reason. That one's come up a lot as I, well. Whatever. I mean, yeah, they have they have Christmas time. You know what else they have? Summertime. The whole year. The whole year. It's like they're <laughs> at school or something. I, I, and it takes all year. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I love I Harry care. Potter, but I'm I'm going to say no on that one. Because like the, the, the key here, I think, is either... Basically, because you talk about the Grinch and all that, the whole central location is the fact that it's based around Christmas. 
Yeah. Like a lot of the movie takes place <laughs> on or around Christmas. And Harry Potter's like There's summer, Halloween, stuff. Christmas, New yeah. Year, end of term. And Butter it's like, beer. <laughs> it's Quidditch. the whole thing. Yeah. Now. So I decided to look up Love Actually because I was like, is it actually like technically Christmas? <laughs> Love Actually is a 2003 Christmas themed rom-com. That seems like dead set. I'm sure. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's right because they have a Christmas lobster. That's right. <laughs> I, for, I forgot all. Of, I gotta go watch it again. I love this show. On, <laughs> on Christmas our, lobster. On our Facebook page is the ranker article that I'm using as reference. Top 25 best Christmas movies that aren't technically Christmas movies. And the question is, what is your non-Christmas movie you consider a Christmas movie? Because the whole idea is to rage. Because everybody rages about this all the time, and it's fun. So, tell us. Utah's VFX on our Facebook page. What is the non-Christmas movie you consider a Christmas movie? And ironically enough, it figures, especially after I whined about it enough, that this one, of course, this conversation was straightforward. Yesterday, three no-doubt Christmas movies. Can you just pick three? Couldn't do it. Nope. Today, totally fine. Yeah. All right, so I know the answer for you, and I know the answer for me. So there's one weird statistic about having multiple Christmas trees that... Yeah, right. You do you. Whatever sets the mood, I guess. I mm-hmm. thought the KFC logs and the Oreo wine was doing it, but, you know, whatever. Nope. And two, is having more than one Christmas tree a sign of something else in terms of the type of house you have? Did you at ever, at any point in your life, live in a house that had more than one Christmas tree in the house? Y- yes. Yes. AJ McCall at VFX. All I right. think we had two. I think it was one that was like a decorative for the children. Decoration tree, please don't ruin our tree. Right. This is too nice. The nice one. Yeah. And then the other one was like, oh, here's our old old decorations. But I feel like I had two Christmas trees in my house last year. One in my office. No, wait, because I didn't put my tree up last year. I just had one in my office. Eventually, I'll have two trees in my house. So I put a little bit of a damper on my theory. So here's, here's, here's why I ask. So okay. there's a statistic out or survey, but both data that says that having a Christmas tree in the bedroom may help, quote, set the mood. What if I just have normal plants in my bedroom? Nope, not the same. That's stupid. It's not the same. Well, I have- It has to do with the lights and stuff. Apparently that is, quote, makes the the atmosphere more romantic. Dumb. I, I think that's I, dumb. I don't really see it that way, but that's, you know, to each their own. If that's what gets you, that's what gets you hot and bothered, then I mean, whatever. Whatever, man. So, so I was you. like, I was like, okay. And so the, the weird way that this unfolded is I went, who puts their only Christmas tree in the bedroom? That seems selfish. And then I went, no brain. They probably have more than one. And my brain went, oh. Oh, duh. And then I was like, okay, more than one Christmas tree. And I was like trying to think of all the places I've been to. And none of the, none of my friends, none of their families did more than one. You did it in the living room and that was it. You had the one Christmas tree. Yeah. But, like, we would go to certain family gatherings, and, mm-hmm. and you know the family gatherings. You go to the family that you never see except for the holidays, and they got the super nice house. Like, they're all, you only see them when they want to host. Like, uh, I, I think it's a cousin. I don't know. They had a house that they That's had, like, funny. this loft, but the living room went all the way up to the second floor, so you uh-huh. could see out over the living room, and they had a tree that went up the whole way. It was, like, 12, 15 feet. I had, I had a family member who was the exact same way. Right? I Seriously, I think their their ceilings were, like, 20 or 25 feet. And I remember Massive. asking, I was like, how do you guys change the lights? And thankfully, my uncle was like, with a ladder. Like, <laughs> oh, my. Thank you. Looking so, back, I was like, <laughs> like I don't I remember. That guy. He's I so don't, sarcastic. <laughs> I don't remember that family member's name. I could not pick him out of a lineup now. I have no inkling. And I know I only saw him 
I think for that Christmas and maybe one other. They only mm-hmm. host. That's the only time I saw them. But, of course, they had a downstairs basement that was modeled into, like, a cool second living room. They had a tree down there. And then my, my thought was when this whole converse, this whole thing started, my brain and I were going back and forth. Right. I was like, is that is that a sign of a Kool-Aid house? Does the Kool-Aid house have more than one Christmas tree? Probably. Yeah. Say Because I never had one. I never had more than one. Sorry. I never had more than one. None of my friends never had more than one. And even the Kool-Aid house, the one that I would define as a Kool-Aid house, they had never had more than one. Uh-huh. But then, like, the places I've been to that had more than one, those are the places you're like, all right, I got it. You're rolling in it. I understand. That's cool. Can you not flaunt it in my face, please? Like, one Christmas tree is fine. Yeah. A 20-foot Christmas tree is enough. You don't need three other six-footers. Yeah. Random theory. If you got more than one Christmas tree, apparently you're doing pretty solid because, one, I don't feel like they're overly expensive, but if you buy a real one every year, I mean, I think that would add up. Two, who's got the energy to do all that decorating? Like, I am exhausted from... We did two windows yesterday here in the studio. I know. And I am beat. Now you're going to do two trees? Two trees! See, we have a, a little bit of a life hack going on at the Radio Ranch. We have our tree that gets set up, but it's always, like, set back in, like, a uh, like garbage sack. Yep. And then you set it right back up. That's what I do with our fake tree. We leave all the lights. We don't leave the ornament. We leave lights on it. We just set it back up, plug everything in. Good to go. See, I wish that I could do that. I just don't have the storage space for it. <laughs> you and me both. So, you know, it's <laughs> like I could put it in the corner and just put a, put a blanket over it and be like, wow, look at this. It's like a chandelier, but not. <laughs> all right, society. How about we take a little break from watching all the serial killer documentaries and stuff for a minute and watch something, a different kind of documentary. All reports are the Beatles one on Disney Plus is awesome. Oh, okay. I haven't watched yet, but apparently it's amazing. That being said, I thought you'd appreciate this. There was an article put out that was, quote, eight lessons in productivity and brainstorming from the new Beatles documentary. Oh, okay. And if you can't learn anything from arguably the greatest band of all time. Then you're just ignorant. There's just no helping you. Correct. If you can't learn anything from arguably the greatest band of all time, I mean, who there's, are you? There's no helping you. AJ McCall on VFX, so the uh, Disney Plus Beatles documentary they release showing them working together, uh, the Beatles get back is what it's called. From all reports I've heard is that it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting, I stumbled across an article that said eight uh, lessons on, in productivity and brainstorming from the new Beatles documentary, and oh. I was like, I mean. <gasps> I'm in. It's the greatest band of all time. they got to have something useful, right? Yeah, I hope so. Please. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorites comes down at the bottom of the list unsurprisingly one of my favorites is don't forget to eat <laughs> perfect and it says the reason why is because it, it, it gives you a chance to stop reset mentally let you shift your focus new ideas can emerge so it makes complete sense oh, i yeah. just like that that was one of the you're like all right what can the beatles tell me don't forget to eat really that's I'm what like are you me? kidding me Mom, is that you? Thanks, Beatles. No, thanks. Yeah, well, AJ McCall said, don't forget to drink either. Stay hydrated. That's right. Boom. Drink. Uh, no, some of the cool stuff, uh, one of the ones they said, uh, the first one it says is the yes rule. It's the first rule of improv as well, is that you don't say no, oh. you say yes. So you try to add something to it I as thought- opposed to just cancel, just shutting it down. You say, okay, that and. Yes, and. Yep. I thought you said the S rule, like the letter S. And I was like, yeah. what's that? As in <laughs> Yes. I got no word there. Yes. Sedition. Uh, no, sedition's bad. Yes, that is not good. That's not what we were nothing. looking for. Don't subtract from the conversation. That's there. Yeah. There, your there it is. That's the yes No, but rule. the idea is the improv, right? Because yep. the worst thing you do for improv, if something happens, 
is you cancel all the momentum out by saying no, no. this you just or I don't know build or on. yes yeah build onto it um, one conversation at a time don't interrupt each other uh, embrace happy accidents oh yes <laughs> uh, and then the other one uh, this one I, I've again these are going to be applicable in many aspects of life. Uh, don't pass judgment too quickly. One yes. of the says there's lots of scenes where they just try stuff without expectations. They do it to see what happens and wait till later to judge whether it's good or not. Then they can make changes where they need to. And I think this is funny. I think it's cool to stumble across this because yesterday McCall and I were shooting this stuff. Yeah. And I think it's it's interesting to see like that one specifically. We were shooting content. We yeah. were just let's, let's clarify good, here. We'll clarify, we'll clarify for a second. We were we were filming content. Correct. That is a good <laughs> clarification. Good call. Um, right. And so like there was one video where we had like the loose framework of an idea. Uh-huh. And so like it started with, okay, let's try this. And then by the end of it, it turned into something not really different, like completely different, but something no one obviously had planned for. And I think uh-huh. it's going to be hilarious when we finally release it. I agree. On the AJ McCall page. But I think that's, a, I think it's funny to stumble across this article and then see it kind of happened in real time yesterday. I think it's so important. Uh, obviously, I'm not the Beatles, but I think it's so important to keep such an open mind when it comes to creativity <laughs> because as... We could go way deep into this, but I feel like as children, a lot of the times we feel suppressed and we feel like we can't actually express ourselves fully. And so having any sort of pushback in a lot of sense creates a an unsafe environment to be able to create. So having these ideologies behind this, this breakdown, I think is so important. The real question is, what would my tree name be? Oh, Roger. I was I was assuming you were gonna go with a pun and you went completely a different direction. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Ficus, is that better? <laughs> my favorite my brother when he moved down to Atlanta, him and his uh, then just girlfriend at the time, uh bought a, a spruce tree that they were hoping to grow into a Christmas tree. Spruce Willis. Spruce Willis. Spruce Willis. I love that so much. <laughs> Big fan. I love that so much. <laughs> this is this is your uh like it's gonna die, so you know they generally say don't name something otherwise that's gonna die. But like this is your reminder: if you get a real tree, you got to come up with a funny name. So so wait, can we name this one Roger Ficus, or sure. is that your name? No, that's fine. Okay, great. It could be, it could be Roger Ficus. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> AJ McCall and Roger Ficus on VFX. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a name tag. <laughs> what do you got on your Facebook page? Because we want it. AJ Knight, McCall Taylor, if you're friends with us on Facebook, then we could like and share your post. McCall, what do you got? Well, I landed on my friend Paul's post and it said, I'd rather eat a whole bus tire than write a cover letter for a job. <laughs> it's true, though. I don't want to write a yeah. freaking cover letter. I don't know. Like that. Can that... I just make a video? <laughs> can I just make a video? Cover letter is still worse than when you apply for a job and it says, all right, upload your resume. Cool. Now please What's type all in of the all your resume information. Dude, 100%. I'm like, you know, not worth it. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm done applying. I'm done. I let in my friend Patrick. It's a picture of a tweet. It says, should I call you or should we quickly resolve this with 200 text messages? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, the worst. That's exactly it. <laughs> that is exactly Solve it. Solve the miscommunication, the lack of context Ugh. you call. No, not going to be the case. Let's argue via text. Ugh. And then ultimately, like, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then. 
<laughs> you can win. <laughs> the AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor. Find and add us across all social media. Three things you need to know. One, uh, vote for Park Narks on the Utah's VFX Instagram story. Two, if you haven't found AJ McCall on Instagram and Facebook, the combined social media, um, you might want to do so because we're going to get up the behind-the-scenes look of what the studio looks like. And, of mm-hmm. course, there's going to be the videos that we filmed to come out throughout this month as well. So if you haven't found us, do so. And Triangle, uh, Jarek's Fine Jewelry's got their Pick a Pearl event coming up. I'm so excited. If you are a dude and you have not heard of this, then you must not have a special woman in your life. Mm-hmm. And if you are a dude and you have a special woman in your life, do yourself a favor and go. Yes. That is coming up next week. No. It's on Friday. Friday. It's there literally Friday. It's Friday. I mean, I, there's, look, there's we got three days. five on here. We got two days. Friday. It's coming up Friday. McCall will be broadcasting live three to six. Yep. I'm so, so excited. Jarek's, you know, with the bright green trucks, pick a pearl, do yourself a favor, go. Tell tomorrow for the AJ McCall Show. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.